We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pre-game show from the Field of 68 live from the Final Four. We have Jeff Goodman. We have Randolph Childress. We have John Fanta, Terrence Oglesby, Rob Doster. The whole crew is here. My name is Greg Waddell. We are presented, as always, by Bet Rivers and by Underdog Fantasy, as you Looks can see. Lovely like shirt. Like thank it. you very much. Like thank it. you, thank you. I had to bring out, yeah. no, yeah. my best attire for the biggest night of the season, <laughs> San Diego State and UConn. These two teams have taken very different paths to get here. UConn. One of the most dominant tournament runs we have ever seen. San Diego State just finding ways to grind out wins. Jeff, what do you expect tonight? I, I expect a, another UConn double-digit win. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I've seen five of them so far in person. <laughs> so it, it's hard to convince me that something else is going to transpire tonight, especially with the San Diego State team that, frankly, doesn't shoot the ball well, doesn't score it well. Uh, doesn't have a ton of length uh, in their guard play. I, I just don't know how they win this game, other than the fact that they make every shot and UConn plays its, its D game. And Jordan Hawkins doesn't make shots. Newton, Calcaterra. It, it, I, again, I hope I'm wrong. I, I pray I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be wrong. Do you think he's wrong? I'm, I'm hoping he's wrong as well. I mean, I'm hoping it's a good game. I'm, I think that San Diego has to control the pace of the game, limit their possessions, can't turn it over. Maybe force some, be selective in their transition because they don't want to get in a ragtag up and down game. So they got to be selective, maybe off a bad shot or a turnover run. But other than that, control the pace. They are a physical team. They are the more physical superior team on the perimeter, not necessarily inside whenever you have Adama Sonogo. So I think we'll have a chance. I'm hoping for a good game. I am. I am. I think the bigger question is that fingers. we're going to end up. Yeah, I'm crossing my fingers for that. So. You guys are not giving the most convincing picks no, here. No, no. Well, what do you want to do? Again, I've seen this this story five times in the yeah. last two and a half weeks. I mean, and, they've, and they're but dominant. We've like ta- we have talked about it, though. They've had games where for a half they haven't been dominant. Then they yeah. flip a switch second in the second half. Second half, Jordan Hawkins yeah. comes out. Right. And, and if he doesn't rear his head here, then maybe, maybe. San Diego State, here, here's the only thing. If they can put some legitimate game pressure on UConn and get off to a good start and get a UConn team that hasn't dealt with any adversity yet in the tournament, we'll see. Are they, you know, rattled at that point? Do they have the the leadership? And does Danny Hurley go out of his mind if they go down eight or ten points? Well, that's the way to see, right? If Hawkins doesn't shoot it well, I think we're going to – the one guy we've been critical of is point guard play. We talked about Tristan Newton. Go he, after him. He, Go after they're him. They're going to go after him. 
He cannot turn the ball over. Right. He can't have a three or more turnover game. He has to get this team in the offense. Yeah. If he can take care of the ball, get them in the offense, I think they're difficult to beat. Yeah. All right. Uh, our friends with Bet Rivers, I believe it is seven and a half is the point spread now. We'll save our predictions for the very end of our segment here. Uh, I want to move to the women's game. We had uh, a national champion crowd, LSU, Kim Mulkey, fantastic offensive performance from their entire team. But the story of that game, the headlines that have been made in the last 24 hours, Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, and the quote-unquote shit-talking back and forth. Yes. We talked about it briefly before we clicked record here, but RC, what'd you make of this? What's happening? Who's in the wrong? Is anyone in the wrong? I, the only people in the wrong are the ones that's making a big fuss about this. I think when you're athletically, when you're playing this game, trash-talking, shit-talking is part of the game. The players are used to it, and I think what happened is when you're playing – so the great thing about sports is when you're playing sports, you don't see race. You, you know, you're just playing. You don't care if your teammate's white or black. It's like, hey, we're together, we're going to win. I think what happened is the casual fan is watching that and watched the white team and then watched this team and thought it was black and then started mischaracterizing everything that's going on. It's just shit talking. It's part of the sport. Get over it. Great performance by those women. Caitlin Clark is unbelievable talent. Next day, next page. We, we just don't see that shit talking in the women's game very often. So I think that that's where it came in on the biggest stage. Right. And Caitlin Clark talks shit. Oh, she does all the time. Right. A and she backs people, it up, and she backed it up that game exactly. with 30-piece. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> you know, again, to me, it was, it was more of we're not used to it. Right. We're not used to it. We saw our people react. I, I thought the bigger thing, honestly, to me, is Kim Mulkey. Like, I can't watch her. I can't. I can't watch her. No, no, it's ridiculous. What, for the outfits or for everything else? Everything. The whole deal. <laughs> the whole experience. The whole experience. You know, again, I, we've, we've talked about this with, with some of the men's coaches, too. Yeah. Tee her ass up. Tee her up. I, I'll say this. I oh thought one God. of the incidents where everybody was talking, I thought it was the official that put his hand out toward her. I didn't think it was her instigating any right. contact then, there. So I, I thought kinda, he, yeah, I think he contact. put his hands on her. But she's out in the court. She's I, out But of every control. coach, every coach does that. I, I'm not knocking early. it. I, yeah, if you like, want to do again, that. But these refs are intimidated. They were so bad, bad in that game, awful. though. That game was bad. They, that's the last thing they needed to do was throw another technical out. But that performance by well, the officials. They threw one out for was, Caitlin. They did. They it did. They not did. exactly appropriate. Yeah, that was tough. It was hard to, uh, it's hard to speak looking back at the story of the game without mentioning the officiating. It which sucks. sucks that we're talking about yeah. this rather than, again, Reese and Clark going back and forth and, and a, a hell of a performance by LSU. Great a performance. hell of a performance. Great performance. Right. Um, I, I feel obligated to ask, is there a difference just in the context of the moments Caitlin Clark has had her shit talking? Because you guys said it. she talks all game long. Yeah, I've watched right? her Big Ten play. Right. Like, I've watched, you know, I've watched Big Ten right. women's basketball this year. I saw her in person against UConn at PK-85. And, man, she's, she's unbelievable to watch. It's but constant. She, she talks a lot. She but does. Is, there, is there a difference between in the game versus after the game, right, when the, the it's victory fair. has been secured? It's fair. It's all fair. You talk trash, you better win. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. And the only people that complain about that to me are people that's never played sports. If you've ever you played it in after the, the game, too, on social media as well? It's ongoing a little it, bit. I mean, at this point, it's taking a life right. of its you own. You want to do it once, I'm fine. You want to yeah. put your, your, your finger up and, hey, I got a ring and you don't. Okay, I get it. That's fine. And then I think when it's over, take the high road then. Not, for, not for the chip. For a game, for <laughs> a game, I, I'm with you. You won. If I win the chip, that's what I get saying. bragging right, shit talking. all. That's, okay, so that's like Rob. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. 
So if UConn wins tonight, yeah, I'm going to tolerate Rob shit tonight. But when we done. wake up tomorrow, I don't have to hear it anymore. That's what we're saying? Hell yeah. Okay, I'm good with that. Hell yeah. Did, did, did I, did I take, rules retract change. that. Retract that. Right? I'm done. I'm good. I'll accept we, that. We, yeah. right. we got the rules. <laughs> we got it established. Signed the dotted line, wrapped, <laughs> delivered, perfect. All right, the other big news today, the transfer portal. Uh, I mean, every single day at this point, it seems like it wow. outdoes itself over and wow. over and over again. Today, the two biggest names, LJ Cryer is in the portal. Max Acemus is in the portal. Jeff, is Acemus the bigger name there? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, this is a dude who carried his team to Sweet 16 a couple years ago, took him back to the NCAA tournament after running the table in, in, in their league this year. He's an elite shooter who can handle it. He can create. What, what do you want more than a guard who can do what he can do? He is the number one guy in the portal right now because he can make people better. He can shoot it from deep. He can get to the basket. He's a little small, but he's he's a proven winner too. I don't know about that. I, give me LJ Crow all day long. Really, I do. Really? I do. I do. You know what? Ace Smith can handle it. He can run the point. I I, I love the options. Cryer's not a, a point. He's. I don't need him as a point. I need him as a bucket getter. Well, he can be a bucket getter. That's, That's all fine. I need him for. Go get me a bucket. I I can find me a point guard to run my team. I need him to be what he is, and I think he's a bucket. Forty-one percent from three. I, I love the problem him. Problem is, you know what he wants? He wants to be a point. Well, he's trying it, but because he wants to get to the next level. In my small. system, the point guard shoots a lot. So me. I'm a, we, my that system me a little bit. off the ball. If he's going to go somewhere <laughs> and, and his things are, all right, I want NIL and I want to play the point, I'm, I'm a little scared because I'm not going to give him the ball and just say, hey, run my team. I, I don't think I, he's a point. No, no, no. He's In my system, you, you, you're all, my point guards are off the ball in my system. <laughs> That's gonna be my conversation with him. Can we can we do my favorite thing, guys? Can we tamper a little bit here? Of course, yeah, why not? I'm it's for it. I'm it's here my for favorite it. Thing. Right. It's I'm here for it. My Let's go. Thing. Where will LJ Cryer end up? Where should he end wow. up? What's a perfect spot for him? Because the first one that jumps out to me, guys, yeah. Purdue. Let's get yeah, Zach Purdue. E back. Purdue Let's would be good. They need a combo shooter. guard. They need a combo guard. I mean, I would I would still say I want a guy who can who really is more point than two for me for Purdue. Replace Braden Smith? No, not replace, but play alongside him. Yeah, LJ is not bad for that. I mean, listen, there are worse options. Obviously, Purdue's going to go to the portal and try to get somebody that can take some of the pressure off of Braden Smith. I, I'd be on him. I'd be on him if I'm uh, Matt Painter. You know, again, all these kids right now are going in NIL, and, and they want more. They want more no matter what they are, right? I'm the second leading scorer. I want to be the leading scorer. If they're coming off the bench, I want to start. Even if they're the, the leading scorer, I want more NIL. It, it, it's tough right now, and, and I get it. Like, I get it, but, you know, sometimes, again, you know, and, and, and some of it may depend on Adam Flagler, too, right? Like, if last year, you know, LJ Cryer, he saw Keontae George. He had to share the limelight with two other dudes that could, that could score it and kind of had the ball in their hands a lot. Now, if, if Flagler's gone, it's kind of your deal right now. Why are you leaving? I, I don't understand the, the, the entry into the portal. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what he's looking for other than saying, hey, I want a big paycheck. You have success there. You're winning. You're in the best league. You get everything. I, I don't – it's a head scratch Sometimes for me. it's not the kids. No, it's true. Awesome. True is not. True is not. It's, most it's times not it's not. Kids. Most times it's not. It is unique, certainly, to have – Can we play the, uh, the same game with Max Asmus? Of, of course we can. Of course we can. All right, can. so Max Asmus is um, – Coach, we just left Oral Roberts, Paul Mills. You know who we worked for before? Uh, Scott Drew. He was Scott Drew's assistant at Baylor. So oh. that could be an easy uh, fill-in right there. little and, trade? You know, religious school, Oral Roberts, Baylor, 
religious school. Makes some sense, doesn't it? What about Wichita State? Yeah, I mean, he could follow Paul Mills. Right. But, you know, if I'm him, I want to play in a big boy league if I'm leaving. What about Arizona? Arizona, play with Boswell. Yeah, they could coexist. I mean, listen, here's what I'll say. Every team in the country. Yeah, everybody wants these guys. Would take either one of them. Right. Every team in the country. Is Aismas 1A at the top of the portal list right now? I mean, Hunter Dickinson entered the portal. There's a lot of big-name players there right now. If you're Aismas is one. Aismas is one. Without question? Without question. I mean, he's one. Something tells me he's one for about. That may be right. Three or four yes. days. May not even be. Maybe <laughs> until tomorrow. I mean, like, I think he's Max Aismas or Hunter Dickinson. Who do you want? Who do you want for your team? It, it, I mean, give me a guard. It depends on the build, on right. If I'm starting a team from scratch, give me a guard. Right. But I do think there are questions with the level of play, sure. right? Yes. Like getting a guy who's been first team All-American in a conference yeah. like the Big Ten give is unprecedented. Give me a guard. Always take the guard. That's what I'll say. Okay. Um, back to our game tonight, national championship game. Uh, I feel like we've kind of just floated over that. We had too much news today, yeah. but trust me, we're going to break this down, and we will do a post-game show as well right here on the Field of 68 YouTube channel. Make sure you tune back in after the game. About an hour after the game is when we'll be live with the whole crew once again. San Diego State and UConn, as we mentioned, these two – Earlier in the show, basically said they're thinking UConn's going to have their way with San Diego State. We'll see if they're right. Boys, give me your boldest prediction for tonight. If UConn is going to win big, is it a massive Jordan Hawkins performance? No calamari. What's the bold prediction? My bold prediction is that we're going to have a one-possession game under three minutes to play. Wow. I just think this team is experienced, and they have the size on the inside to match up with UConn that I don't know if anyone else in this league has that they played against. And I, and I, think, I just think that they match up better that way. They're a physical team. They're a defensive team and an experienced team. So if, you're, if anyone is going to give this team is trouble, I would like for them to shoot it better. They're going to need Parrish. They're going to need Matt Bradley, some guys to step up on the offensive end. But if they can get two of their three guards to score – I think I like their option. I think I like. I give them a chance. Really good chance. I don't even know if I have a bowl prediction. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? That Jordan Hawkins goes off. I mean, that Sonogo has a career night. You know, you're looking for one here. And I guess my bowl prediction is that Tristan Newton ends up making five threes and is kind of the player of the game tonight. That wow. would be my bold prediction. He he looks over at all of us and says, "F you." Yeah. F you all. Oh, you've been doubting me all yes. year. Yeah. Yes. That was my favorite thing from the just the aura in the UConn locker room. You could go to locker by yeah, locker. I think he told Fanner to F off, uh, didn't he? <laughs> oh, he told Doster? He told Doster. He told Doster. Oh, he's, he's, he's in the back of the line with that one. Like, there's been a lot of that. I mean, like. <laughs> but it's not just him. Like, every single dude in that locker room feels like they have something to prove. It's fascinating to me. Um, so. No Danny Hurley moment, though? I thought oh, that was going to be, be a your bold prediction. No, no, there'll be a moment, but I don't know how bold it is to say Danny Hurley is going to cry like a baby. Afterwards, he Well, that's going to be bold. like a little, right, he's going to be After like a little wills. baby. <laughs> a tiny little, he a little newborn baby. Okay, yeah, like, all right. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess the boldest prediction would be like, you know, Hurley picks up a, I, I just, I, I actually think Danny's been much better with the refs, and I think that honestly has translated to the play in the even keel approach of, of some of the players. Yeah, I don't think he risked that. And no. the, the magnitude of this game, can you imagine being a coach to get teed up and your team loses a game by possession in the game? It. You right. can't do it. Right. He won't do that tonight. And your dad's there. And, and you know, like, he, he, listen, Dan Hurley, both these coaches have been fun to listen to. And I've known both for 20 years. And they're both so uh, just real about who they are. 
and what they say. There's not a lot of bullshit to either one. You know, Dan Hurley is who he is, yeah. right? And you talk to his brother, you talk to his dad. They're very similar. They'll make fun, you know, they'll poke fun at each other. Uh, and Dutch is just like, what you see is what you get. So I, I team love plays this. Like yeah, it. yeah they're, they're, they're both. It's kind of cool to see both on this stage when you didn't think certainly a year or two ago, maybe either of them would ever get here. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, here's my bold prediction, boys. Last year, national championship game, the team that felt like destiny, North Carolina, jumps out to a huge lead in that game. It looks like they were going to cakewalk to a championship. Yeah. Then the better team in that game showed up, stormed back, ripped it away in blowout fashion. Yeah. We're going to see that again tonight. I think we're going to see San Diego State Come up. early take control of this That'd game. That would be fun. We need that. Have so. some yeah. intrigue. Yeah. And then UConn does the UConn. Second half, 25-point margin. Everyone's hitting threes. It just avalanches. And the Huskies cut down the nets. There you have it, folks. (laughs) Jeff Goodman, Randolph Childress. I'm Greg Waddell. Coming up next, we're going to get our other crew in here, Rob Doster, Terrence Oglesby, John Fanta, to break down the matchups in the national championship game live from the Final Four. Today's episode of the Field of 68 After Dark is presented by our partners over at Underdog Fantasy. The easiest place to play college basketball pick'em, where you can win real cash prizes simply by picking player stats in this weekend's Final Four games. And pick'em, all you do is pick whether a player will go higher or lower on underdogs' projected totals, whether it's points or rebounds or assists or all of them combined. If you're like me and you think Adama Sonogo is going to go nuts this weekend, Pick higher on his points projection. Pick higher on his rebounds projection. Maybe throw in a lower on Matt Bradley's scoring totals. A higher on Isaiah Wong. Whatever it is that you like. Put them all together. And if you hit them all, then you can win as much as 20 times your money on a single game. Underdog Slick Mobile app is easy enough that dummies like Jeff Goodman have even figured out how to use it. So go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use the code FIELD, that's F-I-E-L-D, to get a 100% deposit match up to 100 It has a $5,000 prize pool. Who doesn't like free money? I like free money. So if you like free money like me, then go and download the Vaulted app at the link below. Sign up for your free three-month trial and store your predictions now. And You know what the best part about the end of the college basketball season is? That signifies the start of spring, the start of summer, the start of hot weather, the start of late nights, the start of weekends on the water, and the best way to stay refreshed during the summer months is with Hornitos Ranch Water, a premium sparkling cocktail with a balance of freshly squeezed lime paired with smooth tequila notes. Hornitos Tequila is a 100% agave premium tequila from the lowlands of Jalisco. It's specifically from the town of Tequila. Originating from one of the most historic distilleries, Hornitos paved the way for all future tequila brands, starting with the tequila name. An official partner of the Houston Astros, you can buy Hornitas Ranch Water in a can, or you can come to Houston's best sports bar, Little Woodrow's in Edo, and get a fresh, 
handmade cocktail with Hornitas tequila. There's nothing better on a warm spring day than Hornitas, ranch water, and a Houston Astros baseball game. The kind of fan that gets frustrated that this beautiful sport has such a lack of national coverage outside of the month of March? Well, let me tell you about the Field of 68, an all-encompassing digital network podcasts, live streams, and newsletters that cover the sport at every level on every platform. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, the only way to keep up with college basketball is through the Field Welcome back to NRG Stadium, everybody. This is the Field of 68 National Championship Game Preview Show. I'm John Fanta. He's Terrence Oglesby. He is Rob Doster. We are with you here from H-Town. The Connecticut Huskies and the San Diego State University Aztecs. Who would have thought 147 nights ago when this marathon started and we were revving up that this would be the matchup Huskies-Aztecs Terrence Oglesby, the headline to this game for you is? It's going to be a rock fight. And I think if San Diego State can keep this game in the twos, and what do I mean by that? Keep UConn off the three-point line and defend the three ball really well. Make it a meat grinder type of game. They're scoring around the rim. Both teams make muck it up, make it physical. I think that's how they keep it up. And what does that mean really? When you play football, you want teams to run the ball, to waste clock, to keep it lower scoring. I think this game needs to be very similar for a San Diego State team, guys, that quite frankly, while they are good and they are old, they're not quite as talented as this UConn team who has played so well since about January 31st. They've been that good. They had a, a five-week stretch where they were terrible. Yes. And outside of that five-week stretch, they have been one of the most impressive teams that we've seen in recent years. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that the point that you make, T.O., about running UConn off of the three-point line, UConn gets them up. That's what they want to do. Sure. They want Adama Sanogo post touches, they want threes, and they want guys driving to the rim and getting to the basket. What San Diego State does really well defensively, two things. One is they don't let you get that dribble penetration. They're very good at cutting it off. I'm not too concerned about that for UConn because UConn's offense is built on running sets. Right. right? It's not, not built on isolation. It's not built on, all right, your turn. It's different. It's very different from what Miami does. Um, so I think that is in UConn's benefit. But San Diego State is as good as any team in college basketball, quite literally, at defending a three, uh, best three-point percentage defense, and two, forcing you to take tough threes. That's what they do. You can get up a lot of threes against UConn or against San Diego State's defense, but they make them difficult three-point shots. So the question to me is whether or not UConn can run their offense and get those open looks. Because if they can, I think they're going to be able to make them. UConn has made 50, 53 pointers in this NCAA tournament. It is what has led them to winning their five games by a combined 103 points. Now, San Diego State, they've got things going for them. Like you said, that three-point defense. Here's another thing. Their last three games, Terrence Oglesby, the Aztecs, have allowed a total of zero fast break points. Does that change tonight? I don't know that it does. The only thing that would initiate that is UConn's defense, which, guys, is top five in the country. That's exactly. something that is a little bit different exactly. than what San Diego State has seen here recently. While FAU does have a good defense, mm -hmm. they were top 30 nationally. Now you're going up against a UConn defense that's top five nationally with so much length, the ability to get out in the passing lanes, a lot of, 
passes that are in offense that's going to be pushed out towards half court. That changes the way San Diego State is going to do things. Are they going to be able to get out, initiate the break with some live ball turnovers? That's to be determined. But that all being said, San Diego State hasn't seen a defense like UConn has all postseason. Yeah, and here's my question. Do you think UConn's going to be able to get to the offensive glass? And two, do you think San Diego State is going to go at the offensive glass? That, that's where I think we're talking about transition game, right? That's where I think that gets won. Because what UConn will do is they'll send three, sometimes four guys to the offensive glass, and they'll sell out. If you want to be able to run against them and you can clear the defensive glass, you can run on them. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I mean, if I'm San Diego State, I'm not sending – I'm sending Nathan Mensah. I'm sending uh, uh, Ledee. Rope. Yeah, Jaden Ledee. My five, I'm sending yeah. to the offensive glass. Maybe your four-man, too. But I'm getting everybody back. Make them play against a set defense. I think yes. that's what the, the entire goal for San Diego State should be make UConn play against a set defense, accomplish exactly what you were talking about earlier. And, and, and on top of that, you talked about the offensive glass. I think that's huge for UConn, too, because that's another way for them to get those kickout threes. That's where Jordan Hawkins flourishes. His ability to they let the other four go, and then he's just finding an avenue to get an open look. And those shots for him, they're horse shots. I mean, if they can <laughs> – Take care of the offensive glass. UConn's going to find a lot of extra opportunities from beyond the arc, and I think that could be the thing that turns the game on its head. And, and he's feeling better today. It's good news. He's feeling better. I think he's 36 hours. Yeah, 36, 36 hours. Who's the player that by the night's end you think we're going to be talking about? It depends on who wins, right? But I, I think if San Diego State's able to pull this off, mm -hmm. you're looking at Bradley. Uh, he's going to be the guy. He has to have a good game. He got off to a tremendous start against Florida Atlantic after a bad second weekend in this tournament. If they are to win, he's got to be huge. And when I say huge, up in that 25 point in this game, Mark, but UConn, though, Jordan Hawkins. I think he's going to be the story. He's going to have to hit shots, especially the way San Diego State plays defense. He's going to be the X factor for them. Yeah, I think it's going to be Tristan Newton. I think that's who we're going to be talking about at the end of this game. Adama Sanogo is going to do his thing. He's just so steady and consistent you know he's going to get 20 and 10 right you yep. know he's going to get 18 or not whatever it is he's going to get his points jordan hawkins is going to make his threes it's almost inevitable right and i think that andre jackson is kind of who he is he's got you know you might get the the four four and four game from him you might get an eight nine ten game from him but whatever it is he's going to do his job and play his role tristan newton is the key to me mm -hmm. we talk about how playing against a, a half-court defense. Tio, you just mentioned you want to push them out, make them run offense from 40 feet away. Sure. If, if you're not able to get a shot out of your sets, what are you doing? You're putting Tristan Newton in a DHO. You're letting him go in a ball screen. You're going to let him go try to beat somebody off the bounce, get into the paint, find somebody, find a shooter, make a play, whatever it is. I think that it's going to come down to Tristan Newton. You talk to him about this. We have questioned his point guard ability yeah. throughout the season, throughout the tournament. Goodman has... You have, I have, everybody has. He's averaging five assists on the season. He had eight assists on Saturday night. A lot of that has to do with yeah. the offense they run too. Let's, well, let's sure, not. sure. But like he's been, he's been good. He and has been, he I has think been what very we're good. See, is a very good Tristan Newton performance. Tonight. I, I think you're right, and I also think you're going to be able to see an Andre Jackson that's going to be utilized a little bit differently today. I don't think San Diego State's going to back off in the paint. That's not their no, identity. That's where I think this is going to be a little bit different than recent games. He's going to be able to attack normally with guys guarding him, and he might be the guy that can spring load some offense for UConn as well. Here's my take tonight. I think back to 2018 when Villanova rolled to a national championship. They beat Michigan. And on that night, somebody emerged. Somebody emerged. It was Dante DiVincenzo. 
I know where you're going. So for me tonight, I think the guy that's going to play the best game of his UConn career, I think you're actually mistaken. I think Alex Caravan's going to play the best game of his UConn career tonight. I think he's going to get open shots. I think you have to pick your poison guarding UConn. Yep. Caravan, to me, is the epitome of a next play guy. There's not a stage that's too big for this kid. Mm -hmm. he, he just plays. He just plays. And I think you will see him play a big-time game for this team tonight. Agreed. He's going to have opportunities. That ball goes swing, swing. swing. He's going to have opportunities. The only thing is, is they're going to have to have somebody create some things. That's where I think Andre Jackson is going to be in there. Mm -hmm. I also think Caravan's going to be the beneficiary of some of those playmaking things. So you're absolutely right, Fanta. I like that pick. To the person who's thinking about sitting on the couch tonight, and they're like, well, the national championship matchup. I appreciate that, by the way. Yeah. National championship matchup is, it's okay. They what go dig a hole. Uh, Sorry. What would I say to them? Yeah. You don't like <laughs> sports? You don't, I mean, why? I don't understand people that don't want to watch championships. Championship matches. Also, 30 and 8 against 32 and 6. Yeah. And, like, and look, like, I don't understand yeah. people that were like, ah, it's women's basketball. I don't want to watch LSU play Iowa. You know, like this is this is what we do sport. This is why we're in this business. This is what we play sports yep. for. Yep. It's to be able to go cut down those nets. I'm fired up for it. I'm juiced up Can't for wait. it. Can't wait. I was fired up for LSU-Iowa. Not as fired up as Angel Reese was, apparently, but I was fired up for that game. Your reaction to the Caitlin Clark-Angel Reese drama? I loved it. Let me, let me see. I loved it. I loved it. Look, Caitlin Clark, she talks her talk. She lost. Angel Reese, let her know about it. This is what competitors do. If you've ever played sports at a high level, which T.O. has, which I haven't, but this is what you do. Vassar's college basketball now. It's college basketball. Well, you college beat him in a sport this week. Technically, you beat him in a sport this I am three and one against T.O. in shooting contests. First of all, two and one. Two and one. I don't know where the third one came from. I'd be embarrassed by two and one. Two and one. You're two and one? It was a papa shot. It was a papa shot. What's that? Who? Dagan well, this, you this guys need to start showing up to a real court. <laughs> like, you guys are just messing around well, playing I'm children's games. Rob. That's right. He beat you last night. You were half asleep. Yeah, I had 34. He did. He beat you. I have, I, have no, you. I, have, I have no recollection. You don't remember that? that? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was pop have, shot, all right. I have no recollection of that. Um, no, but I, I, loved, I loved everything about that uh, on all sides. Now, if you want to say, okay, look, like, Maybe it was a little bit over the top. Like, okay, I get it. But whatever. I, like, I am, I'm always, always, always pro trash talk. I hate the idea of, like, the technical fouls and you stare somebody down. Or the you dunk on someone and you stare them down and you get a technical foul. Right? I hate that. I hate that. Sportsmanship is overrated. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I, to me, it was just such a non-issue. Like, you're talking trash. Caitlin Clark talked the duration of the tournament. And then Reese, at the end of the game, they're winning. She gets to say something then. I, I don't think it's a big issue. The only thing that I thought was weird, and it's, it's not good, it's not bad, I just thought it was weird, was when she said, I felt disrespect, or one of the players for LSU said they felt disrespect by another player from another team. I thought that was strange. To me, that didn't make sense. But that I'm very... Uh, open to trash talk. I didn't think anything about it. It was such a non-issue. The, the issue was the officiating. That was yeah. the thing. The, 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 the whole issue with that game was the officiating. The rest of that stuff was nonsense. And to people who actually watch basketball consistently, I don't think anybody thought anything of it. it was the, it's people that haven't watched uh, women's college basketball all year that picked it up for the first time and was shocked at the amount of intensity that these young women play with. I, it was a non-issue. Yeah. 
These are very talented, high-level athletes. Why is it an issue that they're talking trash? Of course they're going to talk trash. I mean, I'll It's say, a non-issue. I'll, I'll say what it is. It was the, the all-white Iowa team losing to the all-black LSU team. But, but okay, so that's fine. Like that's it, fine. That's, that's, that's fine. But that's – And then it's also like – I hear, I hear you, but the only thing is, is for those who haven't watched college basketball all year, it's new. It, yes. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's, that's, that's, it, what I, that's what I was about to say. It was yeah. the, the, the fact that you were – I think a lot of people weren't necessarily expecting that level of basketball because they don't turn into women's hoops. Yeah. Watch them. Caitlin Clark's awesome. Angel Reese, Reese is awesome. There's a reason why that was the most viewed women's Final Four ever. Yep. They, they sold out an NBA sold out an NBA arena for like And Caitlin Clark, in, Ka- Caitlin Clark can fun. handle it. She yeah. can handle it She's like it's girl. enough. Like, I, 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 don't know why was, anybody, I don't know why it was an issue. Anybody that's arguing that it is an issue, go to bed. Yeah, go to bed. Go to bed. That's Stop. Right. Like, shut up. I'm sorry, but the, the people making this an issue are ridiculous. This is sports. It's a game. You're allowed to trash talk to somebody. If there's a, anybody that should be criticized, it's the officials for calling a technical foul for throwing a ball into the baseline. Who cares? At the end of the game, and it was their best player's fourth. And by the way, that's I, the issue. And I hope the officials tonight get a memo from yesterday's championship game. I don't want to see Adama Sonogo on the bench with two early fouls. I don't want to see Nathan Mentz on the bench mm-hmm. with two early fouls. Let the game be decided by the players who are playing it, who earn their way to get here. Who you got? End of story. Who do I got? I got UConn winning by 10. I'm going UConn. I think it's going to be up in that 12 to 15 point range. Uh, I agree. I think it's going to be closer to that because I think the game is going to be in like that 60 to 52 kind of a range. I just don't see UConn being able to uh, to run away from San Diego State. But I, it's going to be one of those games where it's like two to three possessions the entire game, and you're just watching it, and you're like, I don't know. It, does, it never feels like it's as close as the score actually is. Sure. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And another thing, this is, our, this is not our last show, but we're getting there. Guys, it's been fun. Like, yeah. especially with you two, with, with Jeff, with Randolph, with Greg, with Dagan, and everybody. This has been fun. We got one more after this one, and I'm hoping for a great championship there, game. There are times, there are times where I have to sit there and kind of be like, is this real life? Yeah. Moments like sitting on a panel with John Fanta, Randolph Childress, and Tyler Hansbro mm-hmm. after Jim Beheim just walked out yep. of our show with – 150 UConn fans behind us yes. chanting and screaming, Tyler Olander yes. has more titles than you right at Jim Beheim <laughs> while we are getting ready to go have a ping pong tournament with Psycho T. Yep. It's just like, Eddie won. Yeah, a lot Eddie of nonsense. Yeah, like, he, did, he dominated. He didn't win. He is dominated. Is this happening? Yeah. Are, we, are we really doing this, guys? Yep. Like, is this, is this, this a lot is of a cool thing. stuff. This is a thing. It's fun, it's, man. I love it. To everybody that watches and listens, we'll be with you after the game as well. It's a privilege to bring you cover of a sport that we love. It, it, we hope you get a tenth out of what we all get from this. Without question. Excitement, thrill, and, hey, here's and the friends. We make great thing. friends. Here's the biggest thing. This platform doesn't exist without people watching and engaging and sharing. And, uh, well, maybe the chat can chill out just a little <laughs> bit, guys. You guys are off the rails these days. You're awesome, though. But, like, yep. it, nope, we – this doesn't happen without people that watch. And I don't yep. know what it is about us that, that, that people connect to, but obviously it works because people are watching and tuning in. So like seriously, we thank, we thank every we single one of guys. This is awesome. We wouldn't be able to do it without people watching and paying attention and being interested in it. Mm. Put a curtain down on this pregame show. Thanks to Dagan Hughes. Thanks to Trevor Verlees, Randolph Childers, Craig Waddell, Jeff Goodman for Rob Dalster. 
For Terrence Oglesby, I'm John Fanta. We'll leave you with this. Connecticut, San Diego State, for all the marbles. That matchup, the beauty of college basketball is reflected in it. An outstanding defensive juggernaut that's been waiting for this shining moment to get theirs tonight. A power in UConn who can reestablish itself and leave no doubt in that blue blood conversation this evening. Looking for a fifth national championship since 1999. It is the beauty of this sport that you could have a team going for that and the other going for a first. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you after. Thank you for following us all season long. It's a privilege to do it.